This is Surviving to Thriving with your host, Chelsea Quint. This is the podcast designed to help you go from surviving to thriving as you manifest your dream life, love, and legacy. In this podcast, we throw out all of the rules, the shoulds, and any beliefs you've had about how hard things have to be and why you don't get to have everything you want. I'll share energetic and neuroscience concepts, tools, practices, and tangible steps you can take each week to rewrite your reality in a way that allows you to truly thrive. Get ready to jump in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm finally sharing an episode that I've actually wanted to share for for quite some time. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a guided practice toward the end of the podcast. And if you can't close your eyes based on where you are, if you're driving, if you're commuting, what have you, it's cool. You can kind of go through the podcast, through the practice, eyes open, just a little self-reflective. But for those of you who've been with the podcast from the get-go, fun fact for those of you who may have joined originally, I used to at the beginning once a month or so share a guided practice, whether a guided meditation or some embodiment practices or some trauma-informed practices, really helping you to do some of the body work that I'm such a big advocate for, right? And so I felt the call to share another one of these episodes with you. And these episodes are honestly, they're, they're likely going to be episodes that you come back to and maybe you, you know, fast forward through this part and just go to the guided practice. But check them out. If you haven't, you know, go back to some of the original episodes. There's a really beautiful Divine Desires meditation pulled from my Divine Desires program. There is a love embodiment practice that is freaking incredible, especially if there's anyone out there looking to manifest and call in more loving relationships, loving friendships, self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-love, romantic love. Any of that, if you want to align with the frequency of love, yo, go do that practice. It's one of the early episodes, seven or eight maybe, I don't know. But go back, check out the practices. There's good shit in this podcast, man. There's good shit. (laughs) Um, All right, with that though, we'll get into what I'm actually talking to you guys about today. So this was inspired by Um, A book, a day book that I have, um, which is called The Book of Awakening. I will link it in the show notes. So if you're listening and want to get it after this, um, it's called The Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. It's poetry, meditations, reflections, um, and it's, there's a passage, a reflection for every day of the year. Um, It's just, and it's just absolutely stunning. It's a lovely way to start your day. Um, not sponsored, just I really love this book um, and this practice was inspired by it. So sharing that with you. So this was, uh, it was from months ago, um, this passage. And I believe all of the words are Mark's. I'm big on uh, 
big on crediting where you get your inspiration from, which is why I share the book with you. Um, so I believe all the words are Mark's. Usually if you quote someone else, he, he mentions it. So I'm going to talk you guys through it, riff on it a little bit, and then we're going to guide you through a practice, okay? And the theme of what we're talking about is about resistance, really. Resistance to the uncomfortable, to the unknown, and how that resistance keeps you stuck. From a nervous system perspective, it keeps you in shutdown, right? It keeps you in freeze mode. It keeps you in self-sabotage. It keeps you in the space of knowing what you quote-unquote should do to change, knowing what would help you, and still at the end of every day being like, damn it, I didn't do the thing. Why? Why am I not investing? Why am I not posting the things? Why am I not going on the dates or having the friend dates or whatever? So, this passage is titled, Through the Wall of Flame. And I want to read you a little part of it. As a frightened man in a burning boat has only one way to the rest of his life, We must move with courage through the wall of flame into the greater sea. So what he's talking about here, right? It's a metaphor. (laughs) Is this moment of, right? And imagine, right? If you're in a boat and it's burning, right? You're in a boat in the middle of the ocean and it's burning. What do you do? Because you are really, you're in this catch-22, of, well, I'm in the burning boat, so, like, that's not good. But also jumping out of the boat, one, I have to jump through the flames, and then I'm in the ocean, and, like, I don't know what's going to be in the ocean. I don't know. There could be sharks. There could be an island. It could be great. It could be paradise. But I can't see the island. I don't know. And so often, in this metaphor, and in life... I see so damn many people, and this is question one for you, are you doing this? I see so damn many people choosing to stay in the burning boat. Or maybe, this is is often more what it looks like, right? At first, the boat isn't burning. There's just a hole in it. And it's a little hole. And it's little enough that like you're sinking, but like real slowly, And so there's this little discomfort of like, oh yeah, this isn't working. (laughs) The boat's going to sink eventually. I see that. I know that. But there's the bigger discomfort of like, but yo, I still have a boat right now. And if I jump out of the boat, even though it's not the best boat and it's sinking, if I jump out of this boat, I won't, I like, then I don't know what the fuck's going to go on. And again, from a nervous system perspective, the unknown is like a really big gamble. Things could absolutely be worse out in the ocean, right? And so often what our nervous systems will do, what your nervous system does is like, yo, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. So like, let's stay here. The problem there is that eventually, right? Because you're still, you're still ignoring a hole in your boat, 
right? There's still something that isn't working. And whether this is there's a scarcity story running the ship and your money store is kind of fucked or you keep recreating the same codependent, toxic, dysfunctional patterns in your relationships, your friendships, your romantic relationships. You keep dating the same emotionally unavailable men or women. You keep dating the same person who's playing out patterns of your parents, whatever. You keep ending up in toxic jobs where you're taken advantage of, or you keep being addicted to things, or like drinking too much, or eating too much, or whatever, right? That's the metaphorical hole in the boat. And while doing the thing of jumping out of the boat and finding a new way to exist is, yeah, uncomfortable. It's scary, dude. Changing is scary. And you can either choose to walk away when there's just a little bit of a hole. And you can even maybe like salvage some of the boat, right? Or you can wait until usually, from my experience, from my client experience... The universe likes to eventually drop this big cosmic bomb and drops a little bit of napalm on your boat, right? So now your boat is sinking, there's a hole in your boat, and it's on fire. And I really, really like to encourage people to choose their rock bottom. And I want to encourage you to choose your rock bottom, Right, because this this notion of rock bottom is is common in whatever the world. Right, it's kind of this this uh, archetypal story theme of rock bottom, and the notion is right. Everyone has to hit their rock bottom before they change, and it's often a conversation that happens in like the addiction world. Right, of like an alcoholic has to hit their rock bottom before they change, a drug addict has to hit their rock bottom before they change. But rock bottoms are not just for the drug and alcohol addicts among us. And whether or not you're a drug or alcohol addict, there's, I bet, something you were addicted to, which is not like a point of shame. It doesn't have to be this point of shame. Like, yo, it got you here. I have gotten to this point where I'm like so massively grateful for all of my past objectively unhealthy coping mechanisms, right? Like, the fact that, I mean, because I, I did, I used to binge drink. It's been about 10 years now, but it's like I used to binge drink and absolutely self-medicate with alcohol, right? Or like partying or work, God help me, absolutely, right? Like I absolutely used objectively unhealthy coping mechanisms and they helped me survive, they help me survive my trauma history. They help me keep living. They help me get through my days. And while that's not like an excuse, right? That's not if I was still binge drinking, I would not be sitting here like, it, whatever gets me through the day, right? But if you are in that space, like you can offer yourself some compassion and bring the awareness of like, okay, yeah, it's helped me up to this point and... It's not the healthiest way to keep moving forward. And how has it become a hindrance? And how is it holding me back? Keeping me attached to my past trauma, to this past way of being. I believe so deeply that especially like if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, like you've got some awareness, dude. You've got some awareness 
of what's going on, of what's working, of what's not working, right? You're a little bit woke. Maybe a lot of bit woke. Who knows? You're on, there's a spectrum and wherever you are is beautiful and perfect, but you're not totally unconscious of what's going on in your life, of what's working and what isn't. So this is your invitation to choose your rock bottom. Are you going to let things continue to get worse by continuing to do the same things you've been doing? Trying to change in the same way, not changing in the same way, repeating the same patterns? Or are you going to do the uncomfortable thing of finding the time, creating the energy, changing the story, doing the hard thing of change? Making the investment, getting the help, finding the therapist, hiring the coach or the mentor, whatever. Going on the retreat, ending the relationship, quitting the job, starting the job, asking for the raise. Whatever the thing is, you are the only one. Well, you in the universe, which is kind of also you. So you in the universe are the only ones who can choose when things change. That's it. And you can continue to like use your free will to keep going the same dysfunctional way things have been going. I feel like that sounded judgy. Whatever dysfunction, like I love you because of and in spite of your dysfunction. Like you are not dysfunctional, you're fine. I hope you all know what I mean by that, right? Like you're fine, you're great, you're beautiful. And if there's something not working in your life, it's not a judgment space. It's just like, yo, this isn't working. I don't like it. Cool, let's change it. Zero judgment zone. <laughs> We all have our dysfunctional moments and patterns and things. So you decide though, until at a certain point, the universe rate drops that kind of like cosmic, like, okay, yo, wake up. We need you. It's time. And usually the universe is a little, a little harsher at that point when it's like, when things get dire, right? Those are the classical rock bottom moments of the like diagnoses or the car accidents or the divorces or the bankruptcies or the whatever, getting fired. Like those are the big cosmic like, whoa, okay. And you don't have to wait for the diagnosis, the divorce, the death in the family or death of a loved one, getting fired, bankruptcy. Like you don't have to wait for those big cosmic indicators to wake up and change things. You can fucking decide to jump out of your burning boat or jump out of your sinking boat now and swim. That's my invitation to you. Recognize that the current way of operating isn't working and decide to find a new way Even if the water's cold, even if there's some big waves, even if you're tired, to take action, to move, to swim, instead of sitting in the boat. So, right? You see how this is a conversation about resistance. And again, I just, I want to do a little drop in on like what, on, on reminding you that, that you are not broken, right? The fact that this is hard, like, yes. The fact that this is hard doesn't mean you're messed up or you're broken or you're different or it doesn't work for you. Like, none of that. The fact that this is hard is an indicator of, like, yay, your nervous system and your survival response is working the way it's meant to. 
sometimes that's kind of annoying because trauma and stress creates this response of like we the devil you know is better than the devil you don't so you'll stay stuck in a shitty place because the unknown is potentially shittier right but really recognize like where in your life are you doing that staying in a shitty situation a shitty job a shitty relationship whatever a shitty space of your business not taking off because you're frozen and scared of people judging you right like where are you staying in a shitty place because you're afraid that taking action might be shittier and like real talk it might be it might be but from my experience and especially if you get help whether from a support group from a 12-step group I don't know from a mentor from a therapist from a close friend it's it's rarely shittier (laughs) right especially if you move toward the thing that feels exciting it's like it's just like not shittier (laughs) maybe short term it's more uncomfortable yes than the comfortable discomfort you've grown to know right like the crappy relationship starts to feel comfortable and that is what your nervous system is designed to do that's the adaptation response right you get comfortable with what is normal with what is regularly around you right this is where limiting beliefs come in this is where self-sabotage with money comes in right if you've ever and this was my experience right when I first started making big money in my business it scared the shit out of me I was so stressed out. I was so freaked out. Why? Because my nervous system was used to hovering in a space of like, okay, I can pay just enough. And like, there's always enough, but there's never more than enough. That's what my body was used to. That's what a limiting belief is, by the way. It's just a nervous system program of what you've adapted to be used to and then decided is true over time. That's what a limiting belief is, right? Think about it in relationships. What, where was your first model of relationships? Your parents, probably, or parental figures or family members. So whatever happened there is what feels comfortable. Even if it's objectively terrible, even if it's abusive relationships or narcissists or whatever, right? That's what's comfortable. That's what your nervous system has adapted to. Therefore, something different will feel scary it will feel weird at best unsafe most likely and so recognizing that leaning into that uncertainty getting uncomfortable is not an indicator that things are going wrong it's actually an indicator that you're going in the right direction is such a valuable component and that it's simply because of the way your nervous system system is designed to essentially keep you from not dying. Like that's it. Essentially, when you start leaning into the unknown of like, oh my God, I'm going to launch this business. I'm going to quit this job. What if I could make $10,000 cash in a month or $30,000 cash in a month? What if I could have a healthy romantic relationship or a great sex life or heal from this trauma or lose this weight and feel safe in my body being beautiful and sexy and looked at? What if I could, right? Leaning into that is going to feel uncomfortable, And what that sends, that signal sends, that discomfort sends to your nervous system, your survival response is like, yo, uncomfortable, unknown, unsafe. We might die. Logically, you're like, what? If I lose the weight, I'm not going to die. I'm fine. 
But to your survival response, that fear is present. And the more you can recognize that that is not an indicator that you're broken or messed up or it's not working and recognize that that is simply part of the process and an indication to lean in more fully to the discomfort, to breathe with it, to stay with it. Then, then I mean, like the faster you can bring magic into your life in whatever form you desire, love, money, health, fitness, motivation, inspiration, connection to source, impact, influence, whatever it is that you crave. The more you lean in, the faster it comes. So hopefully there have been some shifts. Hopefully this is landing with you. If it is, I would love to hear from you. And now I'm going to guide you through a little process. Ideally, it's an eyes closed process just because that, you know, allows some introspection. We'll start to regulate your nervous system a little bit and then I'll guide you through the things. It's, um, you know, kind of a mindfulness exercise not technically a meditation, more of a a process. So if you are somewhere that you can close your eyes, great. If you are not, you can absolutely do this eyes open. Um, If you are somewhere where you can like write down some notes afterward, grab a journal, that would be lovely, right? This is probably going to bring up some thoughts, ideas, revelations for you. So if there's an ability to do some just free writing afterward, then go for it. And if you want to press pause right now and save this for another time when you can like really drop into it, cool, great. This is a practice for you to use however it feels best for you, okay? So if you're not somewhere where you can close your eyes, ignore me when I say close your eyes, but do the rest. If you are somewhere where you can close your eyes, ideally your back is going to be supported. Maybe you lay down, um, but like let your muscles relax a little. So back supported, head free. Maybe you lay down and gently start to close your eyes. And begin just by finding some little movements. Get out any fidgets, wiggles. Maybe you rock side to side across your hips. Feeling your hips, your butt, your thighs pressing into whatever surface is beneath you. Maybe you slide your jaw side to side a few times. Notice if your tongue is pressing up to the roof of your mouth. Can you relax it? Soften your jaw so there's a gap between your top and bottom teeth. Notice any places you're squeezing your body. Are your shoulders tense? Are you scrunching your belly in? Is your brow furrowed? Start to soften it all. Using your breath to slow down. And you can take any more movement that you like. Rocking through your head. Jaw, face, hands, shoulders, whatever feels good. And when you feel complete, bring your body to stillness. See if you can challenge yourself to stay completely still other than your inhales coming in through your nose belly puffs up and expands when you breathe in 
and exhale out your mouth, emptying it all out, letting it all go. Deep breath in through your nose, full breath out through your mouth. And you'll gently start to add a count to your breath. You can hang with me or at your own pace. But the aim here, with your eyes closed, your body relaxed, is to take inhales that are half as long as you exhale. So your exhales become twice as long as your inhales. We'll start by breathing in to a count of three. So on your next breath in, breathe in for one, two, three. Exhale for six, out your mouth, five, four, three, two, one. Inhale for one, two, three. Exhale for six, five, Four, three, two, one. Inhale for one, two, three. Exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. Continue to take those deep inhales for three. Exhales for six. At your own pace, maybe you count faster or slower than I do, but it's deep belly breaths. So belly breaths, when you breathe in, that means your belly expands, your belly gets bigger. Like if you were puffing out your stomach, making it look like you were pregnant, or maybe you are pregnant, but puffing your belly out, exhales, you soften. So inhales, your belly gets bigger. Exhales, your belly softens. Inhaling for three. Exhaling for six. Inhaling for three. Exhaling for six. And take about three more of those rounds of breath. And then just let the count go let your breath smooth out. Natural inhales, natural exhales, not trying to control it or count or change it. And as you continue to breathe deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth, I want you to start to think about a way of thinking, acting, behaving, being, interacting, that prevents you from living the way you really want to live, from having the connectedness, the love, the recognition, the acceptance, the impact, the fulfillment, 
the wealth, the abundance, the clarity, the purpose, the knowing who you are. Whatever it is, maybe there's something that came to mind immediately as we started talking about this that you knew like, oh yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that's holding me in my boat, even though it's burning, that's it. Maybe it takes a while for it to bubble up to the surface. Let your mind be curious here. Let it be soft. You're just investigating. It's not an inquisition of yourself. It's not about self-flagellation and what's wrong with me. It's getting curious. What is one way of being, thinking, acting, speaking that stands between you and the fullness of the life that you're here to live, of all that you're here to do, be, have, create? Maybe it shows up as self-criticism, victimhood, blaming others, blaming yourself. Maybe it's a pattern of self-sabotage. Maybe it's a past story, identity, trauma you're holding on to. Maybe it's a fear of your own feelings or a numbness to your feelings. Whatever it is, just allow your mind to wander, almost like you're wandering through a library or a bookshop, noticing different volumes of your life, different chapters, picking one up, seeing, is this the thing for now? Setting it down if it's not. Breathing and wandering through the archive of your life. And when you've got the thing, the thing for the moment, it's a thing, there are many things in this lifelong journey of growth. But whatever the thing is in this moment, breathe deeply with that and start to ask yourself, imagine, get curious about what moving through, jumping through the wall of fire, What will moving through this old way of being, of operating, of identifying, what will it ask of you? What must you let go of? Who must you become? What are the simple ways that you can change by giving yourself permission to be seen, to set a boundary to let go? to be silly, to be playful. Giving yourself permission or the challenge to break the rules you've decided are true. To get a little cocky, to celebrate yourself, to believe in yourself. Or maybe it's something else. There's no wrong answer here. This is an exploration 
What must you do to let go of this old way of being, this old identity, this old version of you who's a little wounded, a little scared, a little lonely, a little disconnected? What do they need to change? Slow down your breath here. And imagine in your mind's eye, this current state of being is that boat you're in that's sinking. Maybe you feel the heat of flames on your skin. You feel the water pooling around your feet. Seeing the image in your mind's eye. Or if you struggle to visualize, just feel. In your body, the resistance to jumping through the fire and out into this new way of being, into the new unknown. Imagine that resistance like the heat of the flames burning around you. Feel the depth of your fear. Don't hold it back. Don't hold back the tears. Don't hold back the gasps. Let yourself feel the full depth of the resistance to moving through, to making the scary leap. And slowly, steadily as you breathe, imagine yourself in your mind's eye if you can visualize in your body through feeling. See yourself making the leap out of the boat into the cool water, into the coolness of who you were always here to be. Happy, healthy, Wealthy, loved, connected, supported, free. Continue to practice this feeling. Maybe you keep seeing yourself jumping out of the boat. Practice the feeling of jumping through the resistance, feeling the resistance and saying, you know what, I see you fear. And I'm going to do it anyway. Noticing how it feels to honor your resistance and to not let it make the decision. When fear makes decisions, you get more fear. When faith makes decisions, you get miracles. Allow yourself to be supported, lovingly held in this space of starting to create the feeling of leaping, of trusting, of jumping, knowing that you'll be caught. You can catch yourself.
It is safe to bet on you. It is safe to take action toward your dreams. And gently, as you feel ready and feel complete with this space, this practice, take a deeper inhale through your nose. A big, loud sigh out your mouth. Make an ah sound when you do. (sighs) Take a few more of those deep breaths in. Big, loud ah is out. (sighs) Gently begin to wiggle your fingers and wiggle your toes. Press the pad of each fingertip into your thumb to reconnect to your body in this moment, in this time and space, wherever you are. Rock your head side to side. Give your shoulders a shrug, a roll. And when you feel ready, slowly, 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 softly open your eyes to the room around you. Take a moment to notice how you feel. To look at the room around you. Does it look different? Can you see things differently now? If not, that's okay. It's about noticing. And again, if you have time to jot down any notes, any breakthroughs, any downloads, any aha moments of things that you need to remember or journal on or create, give yourself the gift of that time right now. You can record yourself a voice note. You can meet yourself where you're at. Make it easy for yourself, right? Create some content. Do the things. And whenever you're ready, you can move on with the rest of your day. In an ideal world, after this practice, you have a bit of an idea of some of the actions you need to take next. Right? That part in the practice of what do you need to do? What have you been avoiding? What do you need to shift in order to shed this old way of being, the people pleaser identity, the one who says yes, the one who smiles through the pain, the one who identifies as broken, wounded, the one who's always broke or broken, the one who can do it by him or herself and doesn't need nobody, right? (laughs) Those are all some of my alter egos. What do you need to do to let go of them? What have you been avoiding because you've let them, those fear-based selves, make decisions in your life? And start making decisions and then taking action, like literally put shit on your calendar toward what you actually want. 
hopefully that practice was juicy for you and there's a lot coming up. If not, go back through, right? One of the things I I often hear people talking about like, yo, when I do these introspective practices, like I don't hear anything, I don't get anything. So I want you to know that like if that's the case for you, there's nothing wrong with you. Most likely you're just like your intuition and your heart is really hardened through trauma, through stress. And so it's going to take more time. Like I would, if that's the case for you, do some tapping and breathing or stay longer in that breath work before you go into these practices, right? Because essentially your body is not going to let you get into these deeper states of introspection and consciousness and hearing your soul talk to you if it doesn't feel safe. If you've been constantly locked into fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze, your body does not feel safe as a natural state of being. It's going to resist these deeper states of consciousness because when you're in deeper states of consciousness, you're not like you're not in fight, flight, freeze. You're not ready to keep yourself safe, right? So if you've ever been like, why can't I drop in? Like, yo, trauma, it's all about trauma. It's all about trauma. There's nothing fucking wrong with you except your body is locked into a state that's not going to allow you to get into those deeper states of consciousness. So spend more time with the breath work. Uh, Join, take your power back if you want to learn how to reprocess like your trauma and drop into your nervous system more deeply. Um, My Take Your Power Back course goes through that trauma-informed approach. But do that and then drop in and experiment. Like keep going because the more you practice, the more you're rewiring your nervous system to feel safe. Make sense? You with me? I trust that you are. So if you enjoyed this, as always, please share it. It means the world to me when I see you tagging friends, sending people to the podcast, sharing it on your stories or on Facebook, on your social media, anywhere that you feel inspired is so, so deeply appreciated. And if you haven't already and you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and a review because it is so helpful in the algorithm and helping this podcast be discovered by other folks. And it's just good shit that I want the world to know. So if you feel inspired, even if you write like one sentence in the review, it's so damn helpful. And when I get to 100 reviews, I'm doing a big juicy giveaway. So leave a review, tell your friends to leave a review, share the pod. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. I am so grateful that you did. Please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast now if you're not already subscribed. And go ahead and share this episode, especially if it resonated with you. Share it across social media or with someone who you know would benefit. Stay tuned for more episodes as well as guided practices every single week. And as always, let me know what you think by following me on Instagram at chelsea.quint or sending in a voice note so that you can get some guidance, some feedback, and some insight 
on one of the next episodes. Have a great rest of your day. I'm sending you so much love.